Welcome back to episode 5 of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent in which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the series and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on the series and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Toradora. Released in 2008 by studio JC Staff, it has 25 episodes that come in both sub and dub. So if you follow my reviews up to this point, you know that I watch my anime mostly in dub because I had difficulty following the story while trying to read subtitles. But as I received more and more recommendations, my first question was always, is there a dub? And I eventually realized I was cutting myself off from so many good shows that looked really good and that I wanted to watch, but I would just cut it off completely and avoid them because it wasn't in dub. You may also notice that the majority of what I watched was action, adventure, and fighting. So my plan was to pick up a random show I wouldn't care about so I could get used to following the subtitles while still paying attention to the story. The thought process was if I missed something, I wouldn't have to constantly rewind because I was going to watch something that didn't really interest me anyway. So I googled anime for beginners and Toradora was there and it just happened to be the one I picked. Doing this had two outcomes. The first, which I expected, was watching 25 episodes gave me a chance to practice and not be so confused when watching a show in sub. And the other, which was actually quite a surprise, is that I absolutely love Toradora. It completely opened my eyes to genres like romance and slice of life that I would have never explored. And I'm so thankful that this is the show I picked and that I watched it so early on in getting into anime because it led me to so many other amazing non-fighting stories. As for the plot, Toradora doesn't exactly start with a unique premise. Ryuji Takazu and Taiga Asaka quite literally bump into each other. Then through some poor execution by Taiga, Ryuji receives a love letter that was intended for his best friend, Taiga to avoid further embarrassment, then proceeds to break into Ryuji's house and attack him in order to retrieve the letter. Once the dust settles, Ryuji and Taiga decide to make a deal in which they're going to help each other attain their respective crushes, as Ryuji is also interested in Minori Kushida, who happens to be Taiga's best friend. It's the old let's work together to get the ones we love, but end up falling for one another in the process. The first thing that pulled me into the series was relatability to Ryuji. My guy is a clean freak, and we see him scrubbing black mold in his bathroom. Right before I started watching this show... Because my uh, bathroom doesn't have a ceiling fan every six months, I'll get a little couple mold spores on the ceiling that I have to bleach and clean. And I did that right before I started watching this show, so it was kind of like uh, something we both had to deal with. Secondly, Ryuji is a very nice person, but he has a scary face to where he looks intimidating. I myself have the equivalent of resting male bitch face, so people always think I'm grumpy or pissed off when I'm not. It's just like, whenever I zone out, I just have a smug look on my face. So I also kind of related to him on that front as well. Something that I really loved about Ryuji's character is even though his hair isn't quite long enough, he's always pulling on his bangs to like cover his face. It's almost a nervous tick. And then as the story continues and he makes more friends and gets more confident, he does the hair pulling thing less and less and even sometimes stops himself from doing it when it's time for him to kind of like step up and just face something instead of shying away from it. Then we get to the palm top tiger, Miss Taiga. How can you not love her? She's just so much anger in a little frame. And when we're first introduced to Taiga, she's looking sick, she's sneezing. And I was like, oh dear God, please don't let this be. We're going to fall in love with her. But she has like a hidden illness and she dies at the end. I was like, can we not do that? But no, it just turns out she's a lazy shit who just lets her place get so dirty that she has dust allergies. 
Uh, anyone who moved out, especially at a younger age, I'm sure can sympathize with this. I mean, hopefully not to Tyga's extent because her place was disgusting. But when you're on your own, especially that young, you're not used to cooking and cleaning for yourself. So it was very realistic in how kind of like hopeless she was in keeping her home tidy. Tyga's adorable throughout the entire series, but she's also has like a little weird side to her as well. Her taking pictures of Kitamura is on some creep shit. And it's ironic when she confronts Ami Stalker on not having permission to take photos of her and how off-putting it is. It's like, you do the same thing to Kitamura. Like, do you not see, you, you stalk him just like this guy stalks Ami? Throughout the majority of this series, I mean, Taiga and Ryuji's relationship, it's more like a parent and child. He cooks for her, he cleans for her. I mean, just throughout the entire series, you could do a whole review on just the different things he does for her. He takes care of her, essentially. And though we see the growth throughout the story, as it goes on, Taiga gets more responsible, starts doing things for herself. I have to say, though, Taiga leaving at the end really pissed me off the first time I watched it. Because her and Ryuji just got together, and now she's leaving. And I really didn't like that, but going back, the show actually built up very well to why she leaves. She needs to fix herself. She has to build a relationship with her family and be a better person. Because as we see throughout the series, when she has a problem, she just, she runs away. And if you're going to be in a relationship, you, you can't do that. You have to face problems and talk and have a mutual respect for one another. And I think the reason she leaves is not just to better herself, but she wants to be someone who Ryuji can rely on and not just have him always taking care of her. Of course, like when it first happens, you're really pissed off, but the show actually does a really great job of leading up to this moment. Like it made a lot of sense that she would leave. The thing that made me the most angry though is when he does finally see her and she comes out of the locker, which is like a nice throwback to the early episodes when he first meets her. She rolls out of the locker after trash in the classroom. That, that was really good, her coming out of the locker again. But what really made me kind of angry is in my head, I thought at least, well, maybe they were seeing each other on the weekends and, you know, they were texting all the time and doing visits and stuff on trips. But when he says, I think you've gotten taller and she's like, not an inch, it kind of lets you know, like, I don't think he did see her. And if I'm wrong, someone let me know. But I think for that whole time she was gone, he didn't get to see her, which I don't know. For me, uh, it feels bullshitty. I don't like it. I at least wish they kind of had weekends or something. So I hate any show that doesn't have another decent option for the protagonist. And even though you know Ryuji and Tiger are going to happen, having Ami flirt with Ryuji when she dropped her fake personality was a nice addition to the show. I liked it. It was believable. And I understood why a relationship with them would be teased, but you still know it's not going to work. Like Ryuji and Ami had some great moments, like especially by the vending machines. That was their little spot. And it made a lot of sense that she would develop feelings for him. Because he sees the real her and he doesn't judge her like everyone else in the world does. You know, she's a model and stuff, so she's always under the public eye. And her classmates kind of put unrealistic expectations on her. I mean, the other students always tell her how great she looks, how mature she is. But Ryuji goes the complete opposite way. Every time she talks about her beauty or kind of shows off her body, he literally walks away from her. He could not give a shit about it. And everyone tells her how mature she is and how much of an adult she is. But he notices she only eats junk food. He comments that she looks pale one day and he thinks she has a vitamin deficiency. And he gives her some good food to be like, yo, eat this. You you need this. And then when she kind of gives him attitude about it, he, he's like, you're such a child. Just accept it. Quit being a kid. And for that, for her, it must be refreshing that someone sees the real her and not the front that she puts up. So her developing feelings for him, it made a lot of sense. 
I don't understand why Ryuji wouldn't call her out after he witnessed her fakeness at the diner towards Taiga. Like if I was in a restaurant and I was like hiding and I saw someone act like that towards my friend, I would go up to them straight away. Be like, Hey, you're an ass. I, you know, we see you for what you are. You're not cool. Get out of here. But they let her go on with the charade for like days afterwards, even when he's having conversations with her at school and he knows she's full of shit. He just lets her keep going on instead of being like, Hey, like I saw what happened. You need to drop the act, but he just lets her go on with it. I didn't understand why he would do that. The thing I love most about Ami's character is she almost becomes a viewer like us. Like we see the characters in her monologues and their thoughts, things that the other characters don't see. But Ami throughout the whole series, she seems to know what we know. Like she sees the people's interactions and feelings towards each other, even though she doesn't see it like we do in their minds. She's almost like a, she's like a viewer within the show. It's really weird, but it's really cool. And with that information that she has, even though Ami kind of has like little feelings for Ryuji, she never puts in serious effort to separating him and Taiga because even though Ryuji doesn't see it yet, Ami sees that he has feelings for her, she has feelings for him, and she could have easily manipulated the situation to her favor, but she doesn't. And even, I think it's during the Christmas arc, she kind of tells him like, oh, why don't you give me another chance? And he's like, what are you talking about? At that point, I think she knew, even though he doesn't know, that he's going to end up with Taiga. So just expressing her feelings was just for her. It was to get it off her chest, to say it out loud, even though in her heart of hearts, she knew it wasn't going to change anything. Uh, then we get to Minari, which to me, she was never a compelling option for Ryuji. I mean, Ami was painted as the fake one, but Minari's over-the-top happiness seems so forced to me throughout the entire series. It kind of tapered off as we got to the middle, but she just seemed so fake all the time, which... As we discover with her character, it kind of was, but it just was so over the top. I mean, I even hated how she walks in the opening credits. It pissed me off every time I saw it. Also, the way she distanced herself when she felt like Taiga needed Ryuji, that was just immature in my opinion. Like, why not just be honest, have a conversation with your friend, and talk it out? Even though most of the characters in the show are like this, they don't really express their true feelings. Like, overall, I don't think she put in any effort to really explore a relationship with Ryuji, or even respect her friendship with Taiga to acknowledge that she did have some feelings for him. Just stepping away and like being like, oh, Taiga needs him more than me. That's going to put a wedge in your friendship and it's going to make you resent each other in the long run. And Taiga even did a little bit of this back to her as well. I'm not going to come over to your house anymore. Uh, I'm going to separate myself so you and Minari can be together. Like that's not going to help anyone. You have to talk it out. Like, it, And that, it's weird. I understand it's weird because it's like you're both liking the same guy. So that's going to cause a problem, but it's better to talk that out and figure something out than just let's both distance ourselves from him and each other. That's just stupid. Uh, Minari did have some real moments, though, like when she was stuck in the storehouse with Ryuji. We kind of got our first little glimpse into some issues she was dealing with. As well at the beach house, they had some really cool interactions there as well. If I had to give some positives to her character, I think she was a great friend to Taiga, aside from what I mentioned earlier. But I mean, every time Taiga saw her, she would just run and drive her head right into her chest, give her a hug. Like you could tell they were good friends and that Minari really cared for her, especially when you see her send the note to Ryuji. Like if you ever in air quotes, cheat on Taiga with Ami, like you'll feel my wrath. And then when she's uh, talking about what she thinks about self-proclaimed airheads, they shift the art style and she looks like something out of friggin' attack on Titan. Like that was, that was really cool. I like that moment for her. Then we get to Kitamura. 
I mean, like, where to start? They make him out to be this intelligent guy, like the smart guy. He's on the student council. He's studious like that. But then they also try to give him this, like, you know, he's on the softball team and he's flexing his bicep for the girls at the pool and he's the shirtless Santa during that party. And I get what they're going for. They want to mix, like, a smart, intelligent guy with, like, more of the meathead, athletic guy. But it didn't, it never meshed. Like, it was either he was, when I saw him, it was either he was the student council guy or it was like, oh, look, he he's athletic. Let's show his muscles. It never blended well. It always seemed like he was two different people. Then, being the ace of maturity that he is, decides to be a rebel and bleach his hair like it's 1995. No one will vote for me if I had this delinquent hairstyle. Like, that was just stupid. He should have manned up and spent his last few weeks with the student council president. Like, he should have been like, hey, I know you're moving and this might be selfish as me, but I like you. I know you're going to be busy with your move, but if it's a possibility, could I take you over coffee before you go? Make some enjoyable memories with her before she leaves. Like... Send her off on a high note. Instead, you acted like a twat. And you you got people hurt. You got a bunch of people hurt. Tyga had to see him confess to someone else in front of the entire school, which just broke her. Which led her to being so stupid and attacking the student council president. I mean, that was just... It was dumb. and But like things led up to it because Tyga believed she was the source of his pain and why he was acting different and why he ran away from home. But I mean, then Tyga and the student council president get in a fight. Student council president ends up getting her ass whipped before she leaves and Tyga gets suspended. What his dad did to him was wrong. But I mean, clearly the way he was behaving, it, it caused like serious issues at home. And I'm not defending the dad, but I'm just saying like the way the energy you brought home and how you were conducting yourself there caused problems at home too. And not to mention, you put Ryuji's mom in a terrible position. She let you stay at her home not knowing you ran away. Then his parents called and then makes Ryuju's mom look like a bad person. So she was ready to dye your hair and send you back. You put her in a really awkward spot. All of his decisions were selfish and he hurt a lot of people around him. And that was really his only character arc throughout the entire series. And he was a trash bag in my opinion. I thought he was garbage. Speaking of trash bags, let's continue on uh, the garbage truck. Taiga's dad. What an ass. I mean, first he takes all her money only agreeing to give it back to her if she meets with him, which is just manipulative as hell. He only wants to live with her now because he's getting a divorce. I mean, like, you're a shit human. You chose your girlfriend over your daughter, and I'm sure Tyga didn't make living with the girlfriend and stuff easy. But dude, you pick your friggin' teenage daughter first over a girlfriend. Like, what the hell? And then he bails on an event that Tyga clearly made known to him that it was important to her. She wanted him to attend. And just through the, all those episodes, you saw how broken she was when he blew her off. Like, the guy's a lackluster parent. And Ryuji, he should have minded his own damn business, too. He didn't know their family history. He didn't know things that happened in the past. He's like, oh, give your dad a chance. Give your dad a chance. He pushed Taiga into the position to get hurt again. And that's all on him. He should have minded his own damn business. And finishing off with parenting, Ryuji's mom. She was super awesome throughout this entire series. She treated Taiga like family. She was being taken care of by Ryuji like she was the kid. He was the adult. She really hustled to like she wanted to get him into school to the point where it affected her health. Like she was a sweetheart throughout this entire series. But then she turned into a friggin trash can. The one time your son needed your support, a little bit of understanding. What did you do? You ran away. 
you ran away and you sent him to go be with his grandparents that he doesn't know. Like that was so immature and it didn't make sense for her character because throughout the entire thing, you see her, how hard she works. She's always sleepy. She loves Ryuji and Taiga. Like she's just this awesome person. She's super mom. They'd even showed flashbacks. She raised him as a single parent and then she just bails. I mean, that was a trash bag move, but I mean, the, the writing was just weird on that because it just led her to be so great. And then she just bailed out. I didn't like that at all. And it really, to be honest, I, like I loved her as a character, but that really took her down a couple pegs for me. So now just getting into some nitpicks, uh, especially with Kitamura. When there was like a shot or a transition to the side of his face, they would erase the arm of his glasses so you could see his eyes, but it looked so stupid because there was just a blank space where his glasses should be. And then it just looked like his glasses were floating on his face. I don't understand why that decision was made. Like, just keep the bar there. That made no sense. Uh, the voice acting throughout this is great. I saw some clips in dub. Dub didn't look too bad. I didn't look at it too deep. But the sub was great. But there was a couple of parts. And the one I want to bring up is uh, when Taiga's crying over Ryuji after he almost drowned in the pool. The actual crying noises in that sounded so fake and forced. There was no real emotion behind them at all. It'd be like right now someone was like, cry on cue. And I'd be like, oh, Ryuji, no, Ryuji. Like it sounded really bad. Like go back and listen to it. I thought it sounded awful. Maybe I'm wrong, but someone let me know how you felt about it. I thought it sounded really bad. The next little thing that I had a problem with is for someone who's terrified of their stalker, they had no issue going out alone late at night for snacks by themselves. Like Ryuji and Taiga see Ami walking and she has her little disguise on. But I mean, if you have a stalker, why the hell are you going out dark at night just for snacks? That made no sense. That was not thought out well at all. Uh, my last real big nitpick was the students couldn't see the trail Taiga left down the mountain when it was clear skies right as it happened. And then the police went and couldn't find her. But then the kids go out in the middle of a blizzard after it had been snowing for quite some time and they find her trail right away. That was just piss poor writing. You couldn't find it in the bright daylight, but you go up hours later after it's been snowing and it's like, oh, look at this trail that's just conveniently placed out for us. I mean, this wasn't a fighting show, but we did get a nice fight scene. Uh, we see Tiger in some action beforehand, the uppercut to Ryuji, some nice kicks to the telephone pole. But my God, when she ran over those desks, Seven Deadly Sins Season 3 could have learned something from that. That shit looks so fire. And to Sumeri's credit, she got some licks in. And even though the kicking off of the shoe when both people were being restrained was a sucker move, that fight was all Taiga. And by the end of it, like Ryuji literally saved Sumeri's life. I th Taiga would have kept smacking her in the mouth on the ground until she was done. And like I mentioned, we see the animosity that built up to this for her blaming... Uh, the student council president for all Kitamura's little breakdowns. But by the end of everything, Taiga, like everything she was saying, like you're spineless, you're a coward, you can't face your own feelings. That's all things that could be applied to her. I Like, I don't know if she was intentionally like taking out her own emotions on the student council president, but it's like everything you just said to her could be flipped back on you. Now we're going to get to best girl, waifu, and harem. For me, it's pretty easy. Best girl's Taiga for all the reasons. She's adorable. She's a cutie. Her growth throughout the series was amazing. We see her go from really being a child to a young adult, really. She learns to take care of herself. She patches up things with her mother, takes more responsibility, comes back for Ryuji and 
I just love their relationship and the fact she can kick some ass helps too. <laughs> As for a waifu, I can't put her in waifu category. Same with harem. She wouldn't be going in my harem either. But she's definitely best girl. She was such an enjoyable character from beginning to end. Even when she's freaking out and she's having her like angry moments to where she's just sweet and she's kind of like looking up at Ryuji blushing. The range of emotions, just everything. She was a great character. If you watch the show and you don't fall in love with her, I honestly, I, I couldn't understand it. If you could explain to me why she's not a good character, I'd call you a liar. All right, now we've come to final thoughts. I have a lot of love for Toradora. It opened my eyes to genres and stories that I never thought I would enjoy, just things I would never have explored if I hadn't watched this series. The relationship between the characters, the story of discovering what love is, it's just, it's amazing. Each character grows in this series, and it's beautiful to watch. There's not really much that I can say that hasn't been already said about this show. It's a staple in anime, and there's a good reason for that. It's an amazing story, lovable characters. If you haven't watched Toradora, stop wasting your time, go and do it. It's an amazing show. I would recommend it to anyone. I have a good friend of mine, Curly Bob. He hates anything anime related that's a high school. He's like, if it has high school in it, I don't watch it. I would recommend this to him. Like a guy who hates it so much, I believe the series could turn you on to romance, slice of life. Like it's just a great story. I can't, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I'm just mumbling over the same stuff. Watch Toradora. It's amazing. All right. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.